Welcome to Talking Tourism. I'm Mark Sutcliffe. Thank you very much for joining us. And it is a pleasure to welcome our guest today, John Swetnam, who is in charge of marketing. He is the Chief Marketing Officer at the Canadian Museum of Nature. John, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks very much, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'm really looking forward to our conversation. We're going to chat about museums and COVID and tourism and so much more starting in just a moment. This podcast is presented by Ottawa Tourism. They're creating fresh new ways for you to help kickstart Ottawa's economy, as well as build a more dynamic city for residents and visitors alike. Whether it's hosting a business meeting, inviting family to visit for a long weekend, or something as simple as an Instagram post, Learn more about how you help make Ottawa a better place to live, work, and visit at ottawatourism.ca. So, John, let's start with how museums in Ottawa, including the Canadian Museum of Nature, adapted to the pandemic. There are so many challenges, obviously, associated with, uh, with having a museum where normally people would be gathering. What did you and what did other museums do? Well, thanks, Mark. You know, it's it's <laughs> it's certainly been a challenge. Uh, we had to close on a dime. And so, you know, our, our first response was, well, what do we do when we're closed to keep people engaged? Um, the museums, uh, the national museums in Ottawa would normally have three million visitors a year. Uh, and so to suddenly have our doors closed, uh, the question was, well, how can we out, how can we reach out? Uh, people come to tour the museum. So the first thing that we did at the Museum of Nature really is, you know, we just grabbed a camera uh, and ran around. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, my, my associate Pierre Poirier and I, we wandered around the museum uh, taking turns with me behind the camera and, uh, and him speaking or me behind the camera and him speaking. And we kind of laid out a, a virtual tour gallery by gallery. Wow. Um, you know, it, pretty simple, uh, but at least it provided access to folks. And then we became a little more sophisticated. Um, uh, we were approached by Media Plus, an agency in town, uh, and Don, Don Masters. And he said, John, have you thought about doing uh, like a 360 tour, like a street view tour inside? Um, and so uh, he set us up with Matterport. And now you can go right in the museum yourself on a virtual tour and guide your own way around. Um, so you can, you can actually go in and steer your way all around, no matter where you are, you just need an online wow. connection. So that kind of worked well. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, um, the music and beyond festival in COVID, um, they couldn't perform. Um, and so, uh, you know, it was kind of great in a way uh, they came and asked if there was a way that we could partner, um, so that we could have musical performances, uh, within the museum. Um, and so we did that music and nature. And uh, so Julian Armour, who heads up Music and Beyond, uh, arranged for amazing performances, uh, gallery by gallery. Uh, and so you can see the museum in a whole different way with amazing performances taking place. We have Sonia Rodriguez, uh, who's like the prima ballerina of Canada dancing in our rotunda. Um, so this was another way to kind of give some access. Um, and then uh, we also uh, kind of laid out with um, a company called GHM Academy, uh, a way to mash up the, the 360 tour with existing video content. This is really geared for schools. Uh, and so you can kind of, 
you're kind of guided through on the 360, but gallery by gallery, you'll be supported by video content from, for instance, for our scientists that'll talk about what you're seeing and what your understanding kind of interpret as you go through. And, and finally, we took actual school programming and made it virtual. Um, so our instructors are in a lab, we've got a camera, um, and uh, just like we're talking now, uh, imagine instead of just you and I, uh, we've got our lab, uh, you're looking at minerals, we're holding up minerals, we're talking about things uh, live uh, with classrooms. Uh, so we're doing virtual school programs that, that yeah, in one way it's great because the, it allows us to reach schools now in that way, uh, I mean, across the country. Um, and of course, normally we have schools locally and yeah. we have schools from across the country that come to Ottawa. Uh, but this really lets us duplicate that on an online in an online way. Yeah, but and what I love about that, John, is that uh, you know when we talk about the museum and and how it's affected by COVID, I think a lot of people their immediate reaction is going to be okay. It means that you can no longer open your doors to the public um, and have people come in and tour your wonderful exhibits. But it's so much more than that. You've got educational programs. You've got people using the space for meetings and other events, weddings, that kind of thing. So it affected a lot of different things. Has this reshaped how you think about the museum and its relationship with the public and with event planners and with everybody else who accesses the museum for the future, even after COVID? Well, it really has, uh, because just like that school programming where now we've got an online offer that we expect is going to keep going forever, um, you know, we've, we've, you know, we're in a, <laughs> we also hold events. We have openings. Uh, we have our National Nature Inspiration Awards. Uh, even our annual public meeting, you know, any company has an annual general meeting. We have to hold our own. Um, and so we did that uh, virtually, um, you know, in the course of, of the last year. Uh, and we think that events moving forward are likely to be a hybrid. Um, we've already had requests for that sort of thing, you know, weddings where it's like, oh, gee, and can we also work in something uh, with Zoom or with Teams or something where we can actually bring people in from the outside because numbers have been limited. Uh, so for sure, moving forward, there's going to be there's going to be changes that came about from COVID and from the pandemic uh, that will have to become part of our business model moving forward. Um, even things like like online ticketing, we took out our entire ticket counter, like in the in the museum, it was open in 1912. So it doesn't have a ton of space in the atrium. And so we had to take out our ticket counters to preserve two meters. And we don't really want to put them back. It looks great without them. And we have this big globe up there. Um, and so, you know, the online ticketing was introduced to limit capacity so we can control capacity to keep the distancing. But moving forward, we'd like to find ways to to try to maximize that. I mean, obviously, we still want to have people that just come up and buy a ticket, but but it, it's it would be more it'll be a better flow. Uh, yeah. And I think a better, better customer experience. experience. Yeah. To keep yeah. things kind of as online as we can. Yeah. 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 And John, what's it been like for you and the team at the Canadian Museum of Nature uh, adapting, pivoting like so many other organizations? I know it must have been incredibly challenging at times, but do you also feel like it was a, a great learning experience? Well, it has been a great, <laughs> it's been a great, luckily we were, we were kind of, I hate to say prepared, uh, but as it turns out, we kind of were in some ways, uh, you know, we've got our research campus on the Gatineau side where all of our research takes place and a lot of our offices are. And then we've got the main museum downtown. 
Um, and we had worked uh, through, um, uh, I guess it was through Microsoft, but, but using Teams and Surface, uh, Surface screens in our meeting rooms, ways that we could work together, but still virtually between the two buildings. Uh, and so having that already in place, uh, when we then went fully online, had to work from home, we were kind of ready for it. So I think we were sort of fortunate in that way. Um, but I mean, it's it's been a challenge for everybody uh, to be yeah. working from home and we've had to pivot. Uh, my own team, you know, we moved, uh, we moved from doing a lot of things that would have involved, uh, say, events uh, or, or, you know, getting more, more, face to face, if you will, uh, with with customers and and moving that into virtual environments, a lot of that meant creating content. So some of the content that I've described, but really ramping up video content and that sort of thing. And that yeah. was a pivot for all of us. Yeah, and look at look at us right now. <laughs> We're doing this <laughs> online, and you've got this great image of the museum behind you, and you know. So uh, we've all learned new things uh, in terms of how we communicate and how we engage. That you and I would not have been doing this in this format uh, eighteen months ago, right? So yeah, my my dining room never looked so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, John, uh, tell me more about the importance of the museums in Ottawa. We're so lucky in this community that, you know, for a, a city the size of Ottawa, we're a million people now, but we're still, you know, not a, a huge metropolis in North America. And yet we have so much wonderful culture in our community because we are the national capital. Uh, just how important are the museums to our tourism experience in Ottawa and even the local experience for people who live here? Well, I mean, it'll sound like I'm self-interested, obviously, uh, representing a national museum. But the survey says, the survey says, Ottawa Tourism did surveys of what I'll call tourism, tourist origin centers. So Montreal and Toronto for years and years and years. Um, and the unaided awareness question is, you know, to Joe on the street, when you think of Ottawa, what attractions do you think of? And the number one answer, number one above parliament um, was, was museums, so plural museums. So people think of Ottawa as a museum's town. Um, right. and, and so, uh, you Not know, we're surprised. a- Yeah, well, we're a big part. I mean, if yeah. you're number one in unaided awareness, you're a big part of the city's brand. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, and that's great. Um, uh, because uh, when they when Ottawa Tourism did uh, what they call a brand DNA, but they really were moving to to brand marketing and understanding what the brand of Ottawa is, which starts with Ottawa itself. Like, how does Ottawa identify itself? Um, and where they landed with that was that we are Canada in one city. Um, mm -hmm. So that's not a slogan. That's kind of who we are. If you think of who we are. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's great because it really resonates with what I think is a value proposition and a promise that Ottawa will deliver on. Like nobody who comes to Ottawa expecting that is going to be disappointed. Yeah. More than any other city, you're going to get a flavor of all of Canada here uh, in Ottawa. Um, and so that works real well with the National Museums because the National Museums as a whole if you think of us talking about, you know, the history of Canada, our art, the National Gallery, science at Ingenium, or nature here at the Canadian Museum of Nature, we tell Canada's story. Uh, and so we really support, we kind of ladder up to that whole value proposition. Uh, so I think it's a great, it's a great brand, brand, brand identity it is who we are. Um, it's not something that's being imposed upon us. It's, 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 it's real. 
Um, and I think it defines Ottawa. If you think of Toronto, now Toronto, um, they were referencing to they were referencing their brand identity as Canada's downtown, uh, which works great for Toronto. Um, but in the same way, I think Canada in one city really positions Ottawa um, in something that we can really own. Uh, so museums end up being very important in that message because Absolutely. we help define it and yeah. we're, we're resonant with expectations. And tourists who come to Ottawa, they'll, they'll normally on average, the stats would say, I don't think I'm out of date on this, maybe a little, I don't think so. Uh, we'll stay on an average for, for two days and they'll visit three attractions. Um, and uh, within those three attractions, it's pretty much guaranteed that at least one is going to be a museum. Right. So we're, we're, we're maybe part more. of the tourist experience, maybe more, maybe all yeah. three. <laughs> yeah. And I know you guys all yeah. work together and you, you collaborate, uh, which is great. There's so much cooperation in the tourism industry in Ottawa. Um, but John, just as we wrap up, tell us more about the future and what to expect from the Canadian Museum of Nature going forward. Well, I mean, speaking of working together with the other national museums, our museum's passport, which is really geared for tourists, it's good for three days, three museums. So it's totally geared to that three attractions and you're here for a few days. Um, that had been like a paper-based offer. Uh, we can't offer it now because we've got time ticketing and capacity constraints. And the last thing a tourist wants to do is, is to find out that they can't get in. Um, but when it comes back, it's going to be online. So that'll be one change. Uh, and then other changes, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about sort of hybrid solutions and kind of where we might go with some things like that. Um, we're redefining our spaces uh, at the Canadian Museum of Nature. Uh, so we worked with uh, Little Rays, uh, for instance, um, mm. with an outdoor exhibit right now. Little Rays Reptiles. Owls. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. uh, Little Rays Nature Centers. And, uh, and you know, they've got an amazing, they've got just an amazing attraction. Yeah. Um, and they're a great partner because um, we've got owls and an eagle uh, now on an outdoor exhibit uh, wow. here at the Canadian Museum of Nature, which is great for COVID because it's outdoors. Uh, yeah. And it's it's also great because it, it, it allows us to work with a good partner here in Ottawa in something that's that really, you know, it allows people to connect with these incredible species. And we're all about biodiversity and species. Um, which probably leads to the next place where our museum, um, I think, is really going to resonate moving forward. Because on a global level, you know, uh, hopefully we're there. We're going we're gonna to conquer COVID. And that was a global coordinated effort for, you know, all the problems people might may, may point out, but still it was. Yeah. Uh, and it was based on science and we had to work together. Uh, and, you know, the next big challenges are going to be climate change and biodiversity loss. And we are a research institution, we feed into that, and we feed into science literacy, like natural science literacy, the kind of stuff that people, you know, we, you need to understand and love nature if you're gonna stand up to, you know, make the right decisions to support it and support a sustainable future. Uh, and so we really feel that moving forward, um, and uh, the role of our museum anyway, uh, will be that much more important and will be yeah. something people are gonna wanna connect with. Um, right on. Yeah. 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 Sounds great. John, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all of the exciting things that are happening at the Canadian Museum of Nature. And, and congratulations to you and your team on making it through uh, these first 18 months of the pandemic and, and adapting and continuing to share all your great work with Canadians and especially people right here in Ottawa. Thanks for your time today. Thanks very much, Mark. John Swettenham, who is the Chief Marketing Officer for the Canadian Museum of nature. 
I want to say a big thank you to the sponsors of our podcast, Ottawa Tourism. Thank you for joining us on Talking Tourism. We'll talk to you next time.